Before we dive into today's episode about joy, I want to take a moment to thank our amazing partner for the Advent series, the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. It's a translation of the Bible that's readable and trustworthy, and there are cover options to match every personality and preference, not to mention so many different extra features that serve as resources for the way you engage with God's Word. Okay, raise your hand if you are a woman. Or if you know a woman, yes, excellent. That's very good. That's exactly all of us. That's why I'm excited to tell you about the Lifeway Women's Bible designed with women in mind. This Bible features so many of our friends who have been guests on That Sounds Fun with articles and contributions from them. Friends like Chris Kane, Lisa Harper, Lisa Turkhurst, Trillian Newbell, Lauren Chandler. Listen, the list goes on of our friends that are in that Bible. It's awesome. So visit lifeway.com slash CSB to see all of the CSB Bibles you can choose from and use the code TSB. F to save an extra $10 off any order over $40. Since there are already great holiday discounts on these Bibles, this is a really awesome deal. Again, that's lifeway.com slash CSB and use the code TSF, like that sounds fun, for $10 off any order over $40. Hi, friends. Welcome to a very special episode of That Sounds Fun. It is the third week of our Advent series. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. As a reminder, the tradition of observing Advent begins four Sundays before Christmas. It marks the time that the church across the world slows down and looks forward to the coming of Jesus, celebrating that first Christmas and also when he returns again. We've been talking about the gifts we receive while we wait and spending time on each podcast episode each weekday, focusing on the gifts of hope and peace and joy and love, each represented by an Advent candle that we've lit and celebrated together. For the past two weeks, we've talked about hope and peace. If you didn't catch those, go back and listen. And this week is all about joy. Joy is such good fuel for our lives. So keep following along in the Advent series guidebook for the scriptures and questions and prompts and space to journal. You can find the guidebook and all of our other Advent resources at anniefdowns.com Advent. Okay, let's get back into our conversations about joy. So welcome to the Advent Series, Joy Day 2. Find joy right where you are. Okay, do you remember when we talked about finding peace with God? It was actually the last day of the week about peace, if you missed it and you want to go back. We talked about how peace with God is found when you find peace with your circumstances, with your calling, and with your calendar. Where you are, who you are, when you are. So can you find joy here? Where you are, who you are, and when you are. There are these verses in the book of Jeremiah, in chapter 29, which you may recognize. The whole of chapter 29 is a letter. It's to the exiles, to people who are not living where they want to live. They are away from home. And this is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 1 in the CSB. This is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining exiled elders, the priests, the prophets, and all the people Nebuchadnezzar had deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. You've probably heard Jeremiah 29, verse 11. This is that in the CSB. For I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. But that whole verse changes 
doesn't it? When you think of it through the lenses of exiles, not high school graduates looking for a verse for their senior year, though I love that verse and I love that idea too. But thinking of these circumstances, how these people could ever find joy right where they are. Well, in this letter, God tells them how through the pen of Jeremiah. So remember that first verse we looked at is the start of the chapter. And then the one we all know really well is verse 11. And in the middle, this is Jeremiah chapter 29, verses four through seven in the CSB. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel says to all the exiles I deported from Jerusalem to Babylon, build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Find wives for yourselves and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters to men in marriage so that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there. Do not decrease. Pursue the well-being of the city I have deported you to. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for when it thrives, you will thrive. So what does it look like to find joy right where you are? You build houses and live in them. I'm not telling you that you have to physically build your house, unless you can. I'm very impressed. But what I'm saying is put put your hands to where you live. Invest where you are. Turn your house into a home. Make something that is uniquely yours. When I moved to Nashville about 14 years ago, I felt this scripture really profoundly of, I felt like I moved to a city I didn't want to move to because of an invitation from God. And and for the first year, year and a half, maybe two years, I still took my clothes to my hometown to get dry cleaned when I went home for holidays. And I still went to my dentist in my hometown. It did not come naturally for me to find joy where I lived. I had just been exiled from my home and kept going back there for old things. But I remember pretty clearly the conversation and the day that I changed my mind where I said, you know what? (laughs) I need to live here. I need to all the way live in Nashville. I need to get a doctor here. I need to get a dentist here. I need to get a dry cleaner here, though, as you can imagine, not a lot of my clothes go to the dry cleaners, but every now and again, every now and again, but I had to change my mind. I had to build a house and live in it. You will find joy right where you are when you live right where you are. Not in the house you wish you had, not in the body you wish you had, not in the career you wish you had, but right here where you are. What would it look like to build a house and live right where you are? It doesn't mean that things can't change. It just means build this house and live in it today. 
Hey, friends, I'm just interrupting quickly to tell you about one of our incredible partners, Awana's Talk About Discipleship Resource. In this season, we're shopping local and watching Christmas movies end up on the top of our to-do list. I know we're all trying to be intentional about carving out space to still be thankful and focus on Jesus, right? I mean, that's why we're doing this series. It's also why I love sharing partners that help you do that with your kids. Help your family find meaning in the merriment this season with help from Talk About. Talk About is the newest Awana product designed to help you and your kids talk together about the Bible and faith, how it all connects in this topsy-turvy world we're living in. When you sign up for Talk About, you get weekly bundles of digital resources in your email with goodies like conversation guides to help you answer your questions and explain scriptures, midweek activity sheets, and even Spotify playlists to go along with the series, just like we've done for the Advent series. That's so cool. So visit talkaboutdiscipleship.com. Use the code TSF to try Talk About for free. You'll get two months of resources including a beautiful Advent series you can hit the ground running with today. And on the site, to go along with your faith talks, download their free Advent ideas and templates for some super fun activities. Just go to talkaboutdiscipleship.com. And also, God says to plant gardens and eat their produce. So what he's inviting us to is to find ways to feed ourselves and each other. Put your hands to work that brings life to other people. Listen, y'all know I live in a condo. I don't have a garden. I'm not, I I don't even barely keep plants alive in my own home. So I'm not taking this one real literally for me. But I do know what it's like to make something and share it. To invest in a way, whether it's a conversation or a book or a casserole or time with people or a gift to make something and share it. We do it at work, right? Like it's what we do at our jobs is we hopefully go and take natural resources and make them into something that we give to other people. And we get to trust God with it. And then the Lord says, get married and have kids. And I'm like, tell me more, right? (laughs) I mean, for those of us who aren't married yet, what do you do with that? Well, to me, I I hear God saying, be in relationship that requires intimacy and honesty and vulnerability. And let those relationships create beautiful things. Some of you are married and you have kids. And so you're hearing this as a real direct thing, like get married and have kids where you are. Maybe some of you are married and don't or can't or or aren't interested in having kids. What does it look like to have spiritual children? What does it look like, whether you're married or single, to invest in the next generation of people who are in your community, whether that's through the local schools or whether that's through your church's youth group or whether that's through the Boys and Girls Club, whatever way it looks like to invest in the next generation. For me, that looks like discipleship of some women in my life that are in the next life phase behind me that are in their 20s, in their early 30s. And for me, it looks like uh, my mini BFFs, my friends' kids. And and a new thing, too, for me, I call myself a fairy godmother, to a lot of people who I've discipled or invested in that are now having kids. So it's almost like a, a grand mini BFF with some of my friends. And so I'm going with fairy godmother because I love it. Right. But these people that I've been in their life and they've been in my life and we've grown something together now have kids too. And it's honest relationships with your friends and your family. 
It's a way to like just invest in someone else. When I was growing up, there were these two sisters in our church, both married with children now. But at the time when I was in high school and middle school, actually, neither of them were married yet. And when my parents went out of town, they would be the people that my parents would call one or the other or both would come and stay with us. And and they just were young women to me, who was a really young woman, you know, 18, 17, 14. These were girls in their 20s that were my friends that were telling me and teaching me and leading me in a lot of ways. Laurel, in fact, one of the sisters, Laurel and Jennifer, one of the sisters, Laurel gave me my first journal which is really special now because just a few months ago, as two of my friends went off to college for the first time, Laurel gave me my journal as I was going into my senior year and journaling has become a massive part of my life. And I got to hand off new journals to friends of mine who were going into their freshman year of college, right? They now Laurel has some great grandchildren in discipleship, some grandchildren and great grandchildren because these girls are invested in younger women as well. So there's a way that we get to have kids and raise families, even if we aren't doing that ourselves. But also get married and have kids if you want to, right? Like, let's go after it for next year. Let's get married and have some kids. And then God also says in this scripture, pray for your city. When your city prospers, so will you. That is what that scripture says. When your city prospers, so will you. And so we pray for our cities. We pray hard, we pray long, we pray deep prayers for our cities. Because also I wonder, what if some of the things we're experiencing where we live, some of the good and best things are actually answered prayers from generations before us who are praying for the cities we live in. I want people in 30, 40, 50, 100 years to be benefiting off of God answering our prayers for our cities right now. So that's what we do. That's how you find joy right where you are is you think outside of your own life and into their lives, whoever the they is. And that is how you find joy right where you are. Right, friends? Okay, let's keep building the kind of lives that help us find joy right where we are. There's some application questions in your Advent Series guidebook to help you kind of think through everything we talked about today. And if you process better with others, you know your girl AFD understands that. And that's exactly why we have the Advent Series private Facebook group. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Any F-downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me, that's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you and I will do the same. Tomorrow we're going to talk about being bearers of joy in the world. Y'all get ready. We'll see you then.